but like she's finally saying no like i've stood up for you far too long i've supported you far too long you do not deserve this energy anymore and no one is going to give it to you while they are in my presence that's in the soundboard in my head i like this bitch i'm a fan of her Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We're two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. Episode 63. Wee wee wee! Oh, that was new. Thank you. And it Thank rhymed. You. How adorable! I try every week since we are not allowed to have a soundboard to make our own soundboard. <laughs> authentic. It's authentic. Yeah. We're back with uh, after watching part two of the Vanderpump Rules reunion last night. Um, so obviously we had to hop on to chat about all of that and break that down, and we have a couple of guests to join us and break it all down with us. LP, you want to introduce our friends of the pod? Well, we have today, we've got uh, our friend of the pod, Matt Golson, back. And Thank you for Trent, having me. Yeah, and also joining by Trent Gilbreth as well. This is a thrill, y'all. I can't believe we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had the absolute pleasure of going over to Matt's house last night and watching with Trent and Matt. And um, I mean, first of all, Trent, those pump teenies were the best cocktail be, I think I've ever had. I now I'm looking at TikToks of pump teenies, and I feel like mine's kind of like a janky revised version of it because I do like a little Publix juice. I do not use the Pavan liqueur, but I made it work. Janky, there were crushed up raspberries in the bottom. It well, you got a muddle. Raspberries. Yeah, you got a muddle. <laughs> you got a muddle. Um, but I feel, I, I was telling Matt earlier, LP, I feel like I, I maybe was too quick with the refills because then like mid-reunion, you were kind of like a little glazed over. <laughs> and I'm like, I did this to her. Trent was the waiter that lets you take a sip and refills. <laughs> Trent, Trent, I just hear, like, he's not wrong. My eyes were starting to like, close a little bit and i knew this was happening this is how i watch tv like i start to recline and then i do a yes. slow roll to the exactly side and then like my eyes perfectly yeah my eyes start to close and i could feel it happening and i just was like just don't don't just stay awake stay awake and as my like body is starting to surrender to it i hear no help me <laughs> <laughs> i was so concerned Trent was like stay Mike, there's only 20 minutes left. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Only a solid like quarter of the, but yes, I was, I mean, we had like a couple dogs in the mix and I feel like you were just getting very comfortable, maybe a few pumptinis in, but it all worked out. You did, you, you startled awake. You startled <laughs> awake. It was, it was the pumptinis. It was the very comfortable couch. It was, it was just the, I think I was running on high level of emotions and just, yes. you know, the endorphins were pumping and they were starting to leave my body and I was starting to just slowly lull. It's like, it was also 9.30 and I go to bed at 9.30, so I'm not okay. ashamed. Oh my God. Pass you were lulling into the love sack. It was lulling into the love sack. Did you guys watch the extended version today? 
Oh, you no. know I did. LP, you've got to be kidding me. You, what? <laughs> you watch the original episode and then you watch an extended version? <laughs> yeah. You have, Do you have a problem with that? No, no, no. I love it. I love it. It's great for the pod, but damn. That's a, that's a lot of Bravo. Do okay, they well, tell you what they're adding different so like you know this is new content or do you have no, to be astute? No, oh. you have to be astute. And really it's just that they insert curse words. I think that's like okay. most of it, <laughs> is that like you hear Andy say sit in your fucking seat rather than sit in your bleeping seat. So, okay, well okay. I I think that's for the soundboard. Love that. <laughs> yeah. um, love that. Not bad. Not bad. Matt, I love That's you. actually a good idea. That is we're proud Peacock subscribers, but that is my concern because we do watch them live. But then I'm like, why would we watch it next day to like relive the entire thing for like three minutes of extra footage? Yeah, it's not that much more. It's really uh-huh. not. It's you're staying within. I mean, you're right in the fact that it's three minutes of extra footage. I mostly rewatched it today because I was falling asleep last <laughs> night and it was to catch up and take notes for today. I don't know if you saw me. I was like, I, I pulled out my laptop. I was like, I'm going to take notes. And Trent was like, oh, my God, you're so official and professional. And then like. 13 seconds later, I was like, laptop closed, laying down. <laughs> so Extensive notes for the first yeah. I took a grand total of three bullet points last night. So Can you please share? Yeah, well, yeah. What was your number one um, It was James's bathroom breaks. Are, I love <laughs> so much. I love Our so suspect. Much. Oh, yeah. No. Yes. Those were we his bathroom breaks. I, t- I told y'all last episode, and nobody sued me for slander. Sorry, James. But you still move like an addict, like your your mannerisms. I've been around addicts. The way he's always jumpy, always has to get up out of his seat. He's still on something. In my opinion, allegedly. Coke in your bathroom? Yeah, were people doing coke in your bathroom, Andy? I think they were. (laughs) James was running, like sprinting out of there. And he, his explanation was like, I'm just getting so angry. And then when I get so angry, I have to pee. That, that's me running to get an Adderall. Yeah, I don't know how you pee up your nose, but like, whatever. <laughs> Y'all are saying, based on the jitters and with each exit, you think it was for a little something? Oh, yeah. Whether it was to hit his vape pen or to blow down, I'm not sure, but that was, <laughs> he was not just going to the bathroom. Okay. But at least it was a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> At least he held it for the reunion, you know. There's a reason. If he's going to blow coke, I want it to be at my reunion. <laughs> you know what? He has a point. He's making for good TV <laughs> from what I'm seeing so far. Y'all, just on a, as I take another Mai Tai down, on a sobriety note, and I asked this last night, how, at what point did he jump back in? Because I thought this past season he was completely sober with Lala. Matt says this is a very reoccurring thing. He's sober and then he's back. That's, yeah, that's kind of what happens is like, I don't think he really takes his sobriety seriously. I think he does it to please other people and therefore he doesn't really want to be sober. Like and, you can tell how much he admires like Lala and Lisa and it's yeah. all for the two of them. Yeah, Damn. a thousand percent. And like his girlfriend, like I do believe that he respects Allie and that he wants to do well for her and in their relationship, but I don't think he wants sobriety for himself. Like, I don't think that's something he, yeah. I think he said that before too. Like, I think when he was with Raquel, he was like, I'm only really doing this for you. 
I do think that he would be like canceled if he wasn't because of how vile he gets. So kudos to him. I mean, he can't handle it. <laughs> we all see yeah. that. He, yeah, he is an addict. Shoot. So I'll find him dreamy. Okay. 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 <laughs> so welcome to the pod. We're really excited to have you. I know Matt, like you are a Bravo expert. I saw you at BravoCon last year. We try. We kept trying to meet up, like literally all weekend long, and then we didn't see each other until we got into the airport lounge on Sunday morning. And I, when I tell you, Matt looked like he had been run over by a New York City bus. I told, I told her the girls got me hung over and the girls gave me COVID. Oh, the no. girls did give them COVID. You got COVID from BravoCon? I got COVID from BravoCon and it's a risk we take. What a story. <laughs> I give you that. Are you going to go to BravoCon this year? No. Oh. Damn. Are y'all going? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you should, I feel like the reasons I'm not going, they're going to recover from this year, and then the next year will be an influx again. But it just, it felt like I didn't get to go to anything I wanted to. I was like, I was stealing Bud Lights from the fridge because nobody would ring me up. Like, it was, it was Fire Festival. You were there for day one, right? Like, I remember I you texting I me. took it for granted. Yeah, yeah. like, I, within, like, the first few minutes I ran into Dolores, talked to her, and I was like, this is my new normal. And then <laughs> never again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden security woke up for Saturday and they were like, no, you just can't walk through here anymore. It's like wait in line for three hours for a drink. And we're like, okay, we like we the girls have like fireballs in their bra. Like it was <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. But were y'all there for day one because it was such I told a greater you had like a VIP. You had VIP? No, wait, I thought you had VIP. Didn't you have VIP? No, you just raw dogged it with the rest of us? I did, I did, I did. Oh, okay. I thought, I, I don't know why I was under the impression that you had VIP. No, we were all just regular general admission. And I kept telling Bree and Desmond, I was like, here's my philosophy. You stand in the line that you believe you should be in. And it kind of worked. You and all the girls seem to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's did. called white entitled women, and like we were everywhere. So I literally just said that to Brie without y'all knowing. I was like, "That's because she was white." <laughs> <laughs> I know it is called being a white entitled woman, and it's an unfortunate part symptom of the gig. So no, trust me, I love being. But see, around. I found that every <laughs> but everyone there was that. I was the least white entitled woman, so I fell to the bottom. <laughs> and so, so I'm confused as an outsider. What does that mean? You're claiming your line and you're getting the event that you want. You're really kind of having that confidence. There's just like no rules, right? Like the rules don't apply to you, at least in the same way that they apply to everybody else. It's like this belief that if I want it, I will make it happen and like try and stop me. Right. And then someone does and you're like, just kidding. I am just human again. But like, it's the belief that you can like walk in any room until someone tells you not to. Yeah. Like the woman walks up to you and starts talking. And the next thing you know, she's standing in front of you in line and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then someone tells you not to be somewhere that you very much are not supposed to be. And it's their fault. Um. Yeah. So, one a highlight of BravoCon for me. 
I told Mama D she smelled rich and she looked at me like a serial killer. And then I realized I was creepy as fuck. <laughs> What'd you mean by that smell rich? I was like, you smell rich. Who's, who's, whose mother is this? Deandra. She, they paid money for their own tickets. Oh. They weren't there as Bravo celebrities. It's sad. <laughs> you say that as if it's the most scandalous thing you've heard <laughs> in the last year. It really does sound like that. And for the lady who paid her way in to look at me like a serial killer. How dare she? I do mess around TV though. So, so tell us a little, I mean, it's very clear you've got extensive experience in, in the Bravo land, but tell us a little bit more, like, what are your favorite shows? What do you guys like to watch? What, what, where are you in your Bravo journeys? Trying to take the wheel. Oh, no. I, well, I want you to tell them real quick where it all began for you in the college years. I mean, it began at Housewives of Orange County when Bravo was birthed. Haricot Andrew Cohen. <laughs> and for me, on the flip side, um, I've always had a love for Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. Um, so in that merging, I've watched Watch What Happens Live for maybe, you know, a solid decade. But have I touched any of the Housewives, any franchise, until I met Matt a year and a half ago? No. And now I've dived, dove in headfirst into Jersey. Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. Like things that I thought he should know extensively, like engage 19 times. He hadn't seen. He'd only seen like the tiny clips on like E. Yes, yes. It's wild. So I kind of I knew of all the women through the WWHL universe, but he has taken me through lots of history, lots of clips, um, and I've gotten some some good encyclopedic knowledge. Um, and I've, and I've really enjoyed a couple girls trips now. Um, but I feel like VPR Jersey, because I have some Italian roots. Um, and I guess that's, that's where we stand. Yeah. We keep finding like little branches to keep going. Girls trip two was the first thing that he became all in for because they were so sweet and funny and not toxic. And I like that. Okay. Who was on this? Is that Kenya's? No, that was at Dorinda's house. Okay. It it was all the tell Matt told the cast. <laughs> I mean, it was every, it was the ex wives club um, yeah. that are all now rewives. I know. But Jill Zara and Tamara, Vicky, Taylor, Dorinda, all staying at Dorinda's state. Ava, Phaedra. Oh my God! How do you know this woman's a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> and that little bartender laugh. No, um, but yeah. So those were those were light moments for me. I like seeing you know Ava Marcel get high. I, I love a good top model. Oh my God! Fun fact for y'all: Trent is friends with the winner of season two of Top Model. Interesting. <laughs> Let me do that, my that's a little. I remember this being a topic of conversation at the pool party, but I was also a little drunk. <laughs> in high school, I like did, I was in art and I did art projects of her and showed him the art stuff when he came this to is the meet story. my parents. And he did not have the nerve to say, I said this was someone on Top Model I was obsessed with. And he did not say it's my friend. In my mind, I thought he already knew. <laughs> But I do love the great Joanna House and her connection as gorgeous Cycle 2 winner is, of course, to Eva Marcel. And and we know her. She's been on um, 
I'm on a little show with Lana and company. So she's, she's graced our set with her gorgeousness. They both are so gorgeous. So I, I feel a little connection when I saw Girls Trip. I was like, oh my God, top model. So I'm very curious, Trent. You watched Watch What Happens Live as it were for a decade before you even cracked open Housewives? <laughs> How did that make any sense to you as you were watching? It made sense to me because I love, and he's always said this, I've read a couple beautiful Andy's books that he like always has two very opposing guests so I feel like always the other guest was someone I was interested in so it was like I don't know Rita Moreno and a housewife or something like so I love like all the people he brings on but yeah I was always kind of slightly confused about the franchises Mm. I mean I people watch Sports Center, but maybe don't watch the game. I don't know. Maybe that's like the you know he brings on Oprah, he brings on Jennifer Lopez. He, you know, like there are a lot of gorgeous guests that aren't really in the Bravo verse. No. When did he have Oprah on? He did have Oprah on. It was a big moment. It was a lot of countdowns. <laughs> there probably wasn't a housewife, so we didn't watch. Oh yeah, it was oh yeah, Oprah was alone on that day. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm tra- well, you know, and I love like. I've always loved Kelly Ripa since I was 10 years old. Like there are those kind of standby guests that I'm like, though, that's why I watch. I've always recorded it, you know? Okay. So elephant in the room. Yes. Y'all like Jen Shaw, right? Yes. Y'all like Jen Shaw, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Just making sure. Temperature check. Making sure. Matt's saying it like he's nervous, like he's going to get his ass whooped if he doesn't say yes. Like, I mean, there's two different realms. Like, do I enjoy her on my television? Yeah. Do I want her at the Thanksgiving table with me? I mean, kind of, yeah. Do you want her? her her Yeah. Yeah, right? And their credit card information? Mm. Yeah, she's not good people. She's somehow such a more likable criminal than Erica Jane is just being criminally adjacent. I love her too. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that statement. Yeah, no, she's much more of like, I prefer her as a criminal to the criminally adjacent for sure. Mm. But I do identify as Lisa Barlow, so I don't know where that puts me with Jennifer Shaw. So where does that put your pronoun? Like, if you identify as... It's just Lisa. Okay, okay. It is proper noun pronoun. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, Brie... This is very opposite. Brie has gone <laughs> to put the baby up. The soundboard oh. is fully awake for the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh. Welcome, audience. I, the boy, the boy is hosting for the rest of the fucking episode. I am so lit. I'm excited. Terrified. Give us a sample. No, I'm excited. Yeah, give us, give us a sampling. There's an I love sample. Let your fingers tickle the ivories. Let me get us a good sound into our next Vanderpump topic. Yes, yes. Transition us into it. Oh, that's a little scary. I don't like that one. Well, I guess you can't say Scandival is a little scary this episode. He, I hope they know his real name. I, I, I keep calling it Scandival. What's this dude's real name? Tom? Tom. They're all Tom. Okay. Sandoval. Yo, Sandoval and Schwartz. Gotcha. Oh, LP, I'm getting so tired of you guys making me watch this. I'm going to be honest. It feels like, how long can you drag on a cheating scandal? I have to watch another episode of this shit. Like, okay. On, there's got to be more storylines. I feel like everyone's getting a pass for the shit that they did this season. 
all because of this dude cheating. Like nobody wants to talk about James Kennedy fucking around or no one wants to talk about Sheena punching old girl. Like, well, okay. They've all come together against this one overwhelming evil. So I do think that's an interesting question though. And this was one of my, one of my thoughts for today was like, do we think, so at the beginning of this episode, we start to parse through like Lala and the Randall scandal and all of that. But like, do we think that like Lala's kind of using the Scandaval story as partial cover for her, the bullshit going on in her life and like just digging into that and allowing nothing else to have real airtime? No. No? Really? I do. No, I think she wants to drag Randall through the mud. I think she would like to buy some time to where she's legally able to do it. So can someone explain to me what's going on with Randall? This is to do with no neck, correct? That she correct. she put his toothbrush up her ass. Yes. Okay. That would be So they that would be the one. <laughs> they alluded to him doing some type of shady business in his previous episode. I had no idea. Matthew, would you like to take the wheel on this one? No, I'm unqualified. Oh my God. Okay, well, I feel very qualified. He's basically like a Harvey Weinstein Jr. He, like, yeah, like low budget style. Like, we're not making goodwill hunting with him, you know? Like, that's not, that's not where we are. But um, he, he's made, instead, he's making shitty movies with Fofty. Um, but, 50 cent for those that are unaware he's just an investor though right because there's actually like act, actual actors that have been in some of his movies but they're not who are getting screwed over no well i think he's basically like using the casting couch to lure in young actresses and coerce them into sexual activity with the promise of parts in his films and he's just not like He's like a low-budget Harvey Weinstein that makes crappier movies is kind of the vibe that is giving off. I guess the LA Times did a really, you know, fairly extensive article on him right before the season kicked off about basically him using the casting couch as a way to, like, lure in chicks. And so, you know, the qu the question comes from the Vanderpump cast, like, did Lala know any of this? Was she also, because she was, that's how they met, was on his casting couch, was she also pressured into, like, giving similar quid pro quo sort of activities for her parts in his movies? And she claims no, that, like, as she much said, as she... That was my husband. I had to give him blowjobs because of that. Well... I mean, but I will say, like, she's ready, you're, to your point, Matt, she's ready to throw him under the bus at any given point. So, like, you would think that she would take that opportunity no. if she felt that sort of way. We need to hold her feet to the fire. I'm sorry. Like, the way things have been going on Bravo, if you're married or dating someone and that person fucks up, you're already complicit no matter what. They did it with Coach Shaw. They did it with Erica Jane. Sorry, like if your husband was did they do it with Coach Shaw? Is Coach Shaw getting dragged through the mud? Come on, I'm a, I'm like, I don't. Is I'm he so I don't think Lala's is as bad because he steals money from other rich people. So it's not like you chose to invest in something you fucked up. Oh, it's I'm, not the same as well. Better. There's that part, right? There's that him just being a poor businessman and fucking over his investors. But the other part is, oh, is that he's part. using like the casting couch as a way to lure in young and impressionable women in ways that you know. And I don't, I don't, I get. I'm gonna plead ignorance. I didn't know that 
as much until just now. Yeah. She knew. So, Rand, I mean. She had to. I mean, she knew that she was doing it. <laughs> she wasn't with him because of his beauty. You mean his elongated neck? That long, long, luscious neck? I don't know how I feel about Lala. I appreciate her, but also, like, she's very transparent. When they made the term outshot their coverage, they were talking about this guy and Lala. That's the biggest difference I've seen in a couple ever. Like, this dude... Physically, yeah. yeah. He he would have to... This is going to sound bad. But he seems like the type where he would have to casting couch women to be able to have a relationship. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But she, yeah, definitely. <laughs> she just can't. She always did this narrative like, he's so hot and like, ooh, who wouldn't want him? And so, like, how do you now become this? Like, it's, and that's where I think I, I start to think she comes across as inauthentic and it makes me question everything else. So of her but i love her but i hate her uh, yeah i have no ill will towards her. i do like like i can't say i like anybody on bravo because i don't watch it enough but i have no issues with lala she's nice to look at who's your favorite person on vanderpump oh that's tough um <laughs> i can't i can't say because of the predicament that she's in right now but i i do like you think Rachel? I'm just saying she looked good this episode. I don't really watch it. I don't know these people's personalities. But if I had to pick, but even if you like people based on looks, she had a great dress the... on this reunion. Did you see what? that? Oh you see that mint green dress? Are you kidding? Me? Yes, yeah, we did. She's won a hundred times. That woman is a diabolical. <laughs> that woman is a stain on my society. <laughs> that woman cannot. I, I, I can't. I have one. <laughs> what? The, the mint green? And I meant this comment last night. I was like, I, I've heard that the seafoam is very much not her color, but she continues to wear it like the sham that she is. I want her to stay in that trailer, and I want to get on Drop Drag Gorgeous and light it on fire. Now, what I want to say... <laughs> don't be snapping, don't be. <laughs> can I just say one Lala note? Um, Matt always does remind me of her history. But for someone who jumped into season 10 at the beginning and knows nothing of Lala Kent until stepping into this universe now, I loved everything she did in March with her claws and her talons and saying, I'm a gazelle, let's eat this bee. And like everything she did was the funniest content I've ever seen on Bravo in my year and a half. (laughs) I was like, she's hilarious and she's strong and I love her. I agree. She didn't hold back, which I... Not that, like, she had a dog in the fight, but these people are her her friends, right? And, like, she felt wronged as a part of that and by this Rachel woman, you know? Which I have a question. Do we think Rachel is actually a sociopath or is just her, like, stone? Because we were when we were watching last night and they brought out the retraction of the restraining order to Sheena, which is crazy to me that Andy had that before her lawyers were able to hand her that, but like, that's a total aside. That's, you know, that's what reality TV is for. But like her reaction was stone cold, was just totally straight. I was like, I should have put my crown book picture in there with it. (laughs) Yeah. She's a nut. 
She's a nut. She's, she's a nut. And very, I mean, stupid as baseline, but beyond that, Matt has maybe a take on why she's so stone cold. I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> well, I think there's a reason behind her being that. Is it the Xanax bottle? Is it the Xanax bottle? Is that why? I don't think she is as in touch with her emotions as the person that you deal with most normally. So does that mean she's a sociopath or she just has like, that's how she deals with trauma and just totally disassociates from it and pretends like it's not in front of her? I think that'd be a really interesting question for like a psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I can't lean in one way or the other. I mean, I guess I would say sociopath, but I I have no idea. She doesn't read human emotions the way that I think the four of us do. And I'm not the best at reading them myself. LP. Yeah. Can we go back to the restraining order? Mm-hmm. That shit had me pissed off. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. Give us your take. Why the fuck was Sheena up there crying and all the ladies were up there crying because the restraining order got dropped? Like, what type of life do you live to where that's cry worthy? Oh my god. Sheena gosh. explained it. I'm going to have to go through the court system and have to deal with this restraining order. It's a restraining order. It's like, you're not locked up. You're not in jail. No, Sheena explained it like really well and everything else that as she's going through the process, she sees all the people who are there because they need the court system to help them. And so to know that she's in the way of all of that for this bullshit, and then also that she could be construed under the same circumstances that the people who are there because they need it. I got that part. I just don't believe it. I don't believe she didn't do anything wrong. Like, if someone is going to put a restraining order on you, whether she punched her or not, I personally believe there was some type of physical altercation. Whether it's a punch, a slap, or a push. So she earned it. So what the fuck are you crying for? I mean, okay, so there's there's an... In my take, if you're going to get a restraining order taken out on somebody, and you're going to have that on their record, and they have to pay all the legal fees and deal with all of that, you better be actually in fear of, like, your bodily safety, right? If someone slaps you or hits you in reaction to some bullshit that you did to their best friend, that is a one-time reactionary moment. That does not a restraining order make. A restraining order... you know, come through a bunch of bullshit and never hit anyone. See... I'm just a little bit different. I'm Petty McGraw because if... Is that Tim McGraw's cousin, Petty McGraw? McGraw. (laughs) You know me. I like violence. So if somebody were to hit me, I probably would have hit them back. But say if I was uh, Raquel or Rachel, whatever we're calling her, and I was just like a little, you know, someone who's not good with confrontation or who wouldn't want to fight, fuck yeah, I'm putting a restraining order on your ass. You, you, You touch me. And I'm not going to fight you. Yes, restraining order has to come. So, do you guys think that Rachel was actually hit in the face, or that this and like that the that the ladies of Vanderpump are just like trying to protect Sheena, or do we think that Sheena like is innocent? And if you were sitting in that jury, and that restraining order was up to a Sheena jury, can't reach Rachel's face. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the defendant Rachel? Yeah, the defendant's Rachel. It's got to be. I'm completely Tim Sheena. Sheena, I think she's um, an incredible woman. And if she slapped her, gave her a little scar on the brow that we saw in that finale episode, who the heck cares? Um, but. I think Sheena did. I think Sheena put her hands on her. I think she probably pushed her, like, get away from me. Raquel probably stood in front of a door. Something stupid like that to where if we saw the footage, we would think it's reasonable. And she admits to that. She said, I pushed her away. Maybe there was a fence involved. I don't know. But, like, why the heck wouldn't you? And, I mean, dessert. There there was no full-on punching. Look at those nails. Yeah, you can't close that fist. You can't close that fist. Sheena must... But my issue with this (laughs) is that she's treating this woman like she was the one who slept with her man. Who's who's Sheena's man? Jax? Is that her man? What's her man's name? No, what's the Australian's name? Brock. Oh my god, she's acting like she slept with at BravoCon. Saw me and my friend Allison in like the back. We found this hidden men's restroom, and he looked so giddy, like you found me, and we didn't know who it was. I said, I think he's on below deck. He was so upset. We didn't ask for a picture, and now I really wish I had. He's a star. He looks great. Okay, he looks sorry. So great with the cut. Sorry it's, for the, um, the haircut looks, looks so went. much better. He's a good-looking dude. You you saw you. them got ma- you saw them get married in Cancun. You know that it's not Jax. It's the beautiful long-haired Brock. Trust me, but, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't keep up with this. You but know. Saying, you I, know. You know. Beside that, the tears were real because that the the intense connection to Ariana, but. how how close she was and how defensive she was of that nasty Rachel the entire season and beyond it's like how can she how do you come back from that like all she did was defend her I think what Sheena is suffering from is white woman disease and LP no offense you know I love you you're a sister to me but I feel like what a lot but I am a white woman I'm sorry a Karen (laughs) she's suffering from a Karen disease to where to where you you take up issues that have nothing to do with you. She's acting like. Did you like, not see Sheena talk about her quinceanera? She had a quince? No, I idea. don't know. No Sheena. Idea. She's a Mexican woman, though. She said, and she's ready to celebrate her heritage. Do you what? Put, put the Karen syndrome on other women, but not Sheena? What what does <laughs> what does Rachel sleeping with Ariana have to do with her, except for Ariana and her being friends? Did this woman? That's enough. That's enough. LP, let me ask you a question, right? You're a reasonable woman. If I, God forbid, God forbid, knock on wood, I would ever cheat on my wife. Would you find it in your heart or acceptable to put hands on a woman that I cheated on my wife with? If I, if I was friends, if this person was friends with you and I, and I had spent the whole night hanging out with them, and as soon as I learned that they were gunking, like, and you were standing next to me, that girl was standing next to me, you best believe I'd have some words and probably some physical activity to contribute to the conversation. Women are different than men. Men, we're not taking up a fight that has nothing to do with us. If it doesn't involve my wife. My baby, my mother, I'm not fighting for a friend. I'm sorry. That's stupid. Unless we're in the same predicament where our lives are threatened together, I'm not putting my hands on another man for a friend. That's ridiculous. If she wanted Raquel to be slapped, she said did it herself. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. 
No, no. I know Brie would slap a woman for me and I would slap a woman for her. It's just the way that it is. It's I, called friendship. But I, do, a, but I think the expectation would be that two men shouldn't. Because I think, I don't necessarily think a slap, but a push. But like two men probably shouldn't like brawl there. Yeah. Okay. So there is a difference. Like there's a difference to the level. Like a man puts a hand on another man. It's going to escalate into something bigger. Whereas a woman pushes a woman or a woman slaps a woman. It most likely is not going to escalate too far beyond that. It might, the social but it might not. That women keep escalating and yeah. like a, who's the bigger batter. Yeah. Shout out to Candace. Our genitalia just don't kind of work like that. Oh my so. god! Wait, are we talking about the the Candace? I love you Candace. Drive back. Yes, yes, sir. Drive back. <laughs> I did enjoy to see her get her ass beat, yes. but I've come to love her. That is my shit. I can't wait to see her at City Winery. <laughs> oh my god! The way the regret I had for not going. I talked to LP about this last night. Oh my god! They I could have there at the table. Then wait, Trent interviewed Candy too. Trent's Bravo world is actually a lot smaller than we have come on to. So Trent, tell us more. I did get to chat with Candy. What an incredible boss. (laughs) That's all I have to say. I hope she gets the EGOT. Okay, we all do. We all do. Um, Trent didn't know much about Uh, Candy, but he like commented on how like professional she was. There wasn't Incredible. He said it was like a little rigid, like there wasn't any cracking her, which is the candy we know. But he's not saying that in like a, I don't think you ever meant a derogatory. No, you you kind of prepped me before the interview about how much, I, I didn't realize how much power she holds. And then when I got to talk to her, I was like, wow, you have your hands in so many ventures and she's just so powerful. I mean, I didn't realize what a boss she is. And she's incredible. With his other small Bravo world, the show that Quad was on, Sister Circle, mm. filmed like right after his. Right? Or right yeah, before? Right before, right before, yeah, yeah. So she was on Sister Circle on our set. Yeah. Oh. Are you married to medicine or no? Brie is a married to medicine girl. Oh, she just God. got into it and she's like really just. into it. And she's trying to pull me into it because she was like, we have been sleeping on this. The we have been coma. That's the what she best said. show on Bravo. Really? Okay. Really. I'll check it out. Yeah. The, the, the relationships are real. These women actually support each other. It hurts. I mean, it's similar to what we're seeing in Vanderpump right now. Like, the women support each other. They want the best for each other, but they also have real fights and, um, like, have their real tension. And also, Miss Claude is the best Bravo liberty of all that's not Portia Williams. He loves Portia. We all love Portia. LP. <laughs> yeah. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How does one pull out their own IUD? I've been wondering that myself. I tried um, to do some Googles. I couldn't figure it out. I actually pulled up some wild images. So I just thought I'd ask you. I could only I imagine that. the images. So this is something that Tom, like Tom, Tom, Tom Sandoval, Lala. yeah, basically said Lala got pregnant because she pulled out her own IUD as soon as she found out that Stassi, Stassi was pregnant. got pregnant. And which is, first of all, a vile thing to say to a woman that like had somewhat of an unplanned pregnancy as far as we know so like a little vile uh but so So let's hold their feet to the fire yeah so so scientifically there are two strings that hang down from the iud and that's what are used to physically extract that i have never nor would ever have the gall to do that myself as a proud iud wearer um (laughs) 
that sounds excruciatingly uncomfortable and something I wouldn't like to experience without the assistance of a medical professional next to me. So it sounds gross. It sounds like I would, like my body would be, t- I just, I will, like, but it's like, but if she was, did have an IUD and somebody did pull it out because she did get pregnant. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't in her vagina the night she got pregnant. So I don't know exactly how it happened. <laughs> But uh, is like, I knew I didn't like this guy after this whole thing played out. Like I always felt if you're going to play your girl out on national television and cheat on her is ridiculous. Do it without the cameras being there. But after I saw on Twitter that he made that comment, like it was blowing up Twitter last night. I'm like, yo, this dude's a real piece of shit. (laughs) Like I say some wild shit. I say, I say the C word. I might have to bleep that. I don't say it to my wife, but I say everything. I would never fix my lips to talk about a woman and their pregnancy and what they do. That's just crazy. Finally. So I think he's Finally. a piece of shit, but I did find there to probably be some truth in it as like a man backed into a corner. There could be. But so I, as a man. But yeah, I probably shouldn't talk say. about it. Okay, you're right. There's things like, you shouldn't say. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm done. No, you're right. I I'm mean, like, qualified. You're not okay. I won't say you're right. You're not wrong that there might be some truth in it. Like, as and like you said, as a man back in the corner, like he's kind of pulling what he has from his pockets and throwing it out like ninja stars. But like, that's not the one that you throw. Like we said last week, like you stay out of the woman's uterus. Like I don't care if the the great big ball drop of all of this is that rachel was pregnant like that's none of our fucking business unless that woman wants to tell us so so we should all just keep yep. our mouths shut in that no regard there's just no way to win that like if you ever bring up a woman's body in pregnancy and giving birth you're never gonna win that just shut the fuck up like they're trying to tell him <laughs> oh my god it's like he had a baby two months ago look at him um, a round of applause for me i am learning to become a real man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bree's putting the baby to bed and we have had more sound effects in the last five minutes than we've had in the last three years yeah. uh and i couldn't be more proud of us where's that laugh track so i have a very important question to ask you in the just audacity of it all what did you guys think about sandoval's demands for we want to talk off camera yeah yeah i'll let her guys go first. I, I was sickened i mean if i was in hr i'd write him up <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's not doing his job right it felt so calculated. I mean, watching them in the trailer and, and the pauses and the awkwardness, but then to know that that wasn't the real thing. And it was, he needs to prep her and he needs to have more time with her. It was sick. And I love that the producer held his feet to the fire, get them back in the trailer. Oh, go to, if you want to be alone, be alone. Go to lunch, be with them. But otherwise, cameras roll. I'll sum it up like this. He was acting like a bitch. man the fuck up you know what you're on this show to do it's a tv show we're here to film but they were ready to get he just got caught with his storylines not lined up with Schwartz. he needed he needed them to run through but flashcards stuck cramming for the final and and let's be real he he knew she was watching the entire time so what exactly 
did he need to tell her in that in that real time moment of like, wait a minute, let me let me fix this part of our story? What what did he want to tell? Oh, her? he wanted. Oh my God, he needed to clarify about how Sheena said he had been very intimate that month. Well, oh, <laughs> they true. were they were briefly talking about that in the trailer. That's a good point. But he could say that to because her after. But she said something in passing. She was like, yeah. I didn't know that they'd been very intimate. But like, couldn't he Couldn't he say that? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that after. Well, yeah, that's why he needs to be written up. Somebody call <laughs> HR. Somebody hey. call HR. Who but do you I think wanted, heads up know. HR at, at Bravo? Like, what kind of job is that? <laughs> I mean, probably a very lovely woman. And yeah. I, need, I need Andy and a camera to the HR department of Bravo. Oh, my God. <laughs> But I don't know. I feel like that's something maybe they deal with post reunion. But I want to know before she steps onto that set if if he really needed to say anything, any last minute pointers. I love that Ariana. I loved that Ariana kept saying, "You got to coach her, don't you?" I loved that Ariana said, "You won't be having that seat." <sighs> oh, let's talk about that moment. So Andy, you know, they're getting ready to make the transition. We got to keep everyone a hundred feet away at all points. And like, because the damn restraining order and Andy tells Schwartz to move one seat to his left to basically open the seat next to Sandoval for Raquel. And Ariana stands up and says, Oh no, you're not. And like, Everyone listens. Andy, production, no one bats an eye. And so, I mean, that woman had power in her statement. And she deserved to say that. She should not have to sit there. She already has to sit through what is probably a 10-hour day of filming all these bullshit, this bullshit with people that she cannot stand. And then to, like, rub it in her face like that, to sit them next to each other so that they can, like, lean in and whisper and you know, help just be emotional support for one another. No, neither of them deserve nor get that on this stage. So what you're saying is they were, uh, Sandoval and Raquel were going to sit together and then that changed? Well, yeah, when um, Sheena left the stage, Andy said, you know, Schwartz, move over a seat to make that seat between Schwartz and Sandoval open for Raquel. And Ariana says, oh, no, you are not. And she was like, basically put a stop to it. Like you're not seeing them. Ariana said, you won't be moving. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. And then it pretty much ended there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like the that's like a simple perfection moment that has defined the season for me. Like, it's just like all those have felt so real and raw. And I'm like, team queen Ariana. It's just so special. Well, we've uh, never seen Ariana be the woman who is trying to be in charge and take over a room and any of that and so to see her stand up for herself in the moment that like to see her stand up for herself in that moment when she's in that position it was awesome i really enjoyed that i agree i think that like we watched the ariana and you know so tom might be right in his accusations against ariana that we're now finally seeing the real ariana but you know what i like this bitch i'm a big fan of her (laughs) i and i wish we had been seeing more of her throughout the season because like this man does not deserve to get away with half the shenanigans that he's been doing and right before our eyes. But like, she's finally saying, no, like I've stood up for you far too long. I've supported you far too long. You do not deserve this energy anymore. And no one is going to give it to you while they are in my presence. That's in the soundboard in my head. I like this bitch. I'm a fan of her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
okay. I, I do have a question, though. So this is a three-part reunion, and it's all centered around Tom Sandoval being the heel and being the bad guy and everybody shitting him. Do you think there's a possibility that they've gone too far and that people will actually start to be on Tom's side? Or at least give them some type of benefit of the doubt or not hate him as much? Because me personally, I'm outside of looking in. Three weeks in a row of telling me how not shit this guy is, you can't keep doing that. Like, you got to change it up. You got to give me something more. I think it's up to Ariana. What it, I think if Ariana... Tate like doesn't just become completely like consumed by this if we see the semblance of like who she was and we still see the kind person I think she's on her platform right now she deserves to come for him and all of that but if we see her turn into like a witches of WeHo thing then he starts to get sympathy oh that's a very good point point. and you know one thing I didn't think of until now until you said that is that this was all filmed in one day so I think Bravo if that does happen I think they, they might have shot themselves in the foot of trying to milk this for three weeks in a row. You don't think We've seen them milk less for more, <laughs> to be honest. Like This uh, is the moment, the yeah. Super Bowl, for a reason. Like, literally, <laughs> nothing has gotten more attention on the internet. There are people, there are strangers at my office that yeah. know who Ta- Tom Sandoval is or what know what hashtag Scandoval is that have never watched a moment of bravo television before this so like I mean, it is it has struck the nation for look at me I, I i jumped right in because of this i just i felt the glimmer of hope and then the scandal hit and i was like i cannot look away but to see ariana on the today show couch to see her on the view table she deserves those platforms but the world is watching i think and they should be there was already this sparkle in the air where like for some reason we all knew like we have a season of vanderpump again we didn't know why but like I started tuning back in. I watched the premiere after the trailer, never had watched it. Scandaval was not known yet. That was a thread through Trent's friends. Yes, like, yes. I, Literally as Matt saying, hey Trent, something about season 10 is different. I haven't watched in a couple seasons. My coworker drives up and says season 10, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. <laughs> season 10 is different. You watching with Matt, because they all know Matt is my Bravo you know, encyclopedia. And I was like, yeah, I did watch a couple episodes last night. It was incredible. We go to a cabin in the foothills of Tennessee. I don't know where we were. Where were we? Alabama. And I, the Scandaval 20 hit. minutes from my childhood home. 20 minutes. <laughs> he doesn't know where we were. Scandaval <laughs> hits. My phone blows up and says, how is Matt doing? And I had only watched two episodes of VPR. And I was like, he's not well. And it took off from there and I, I i haven't looked back it was just, it's been a special time in my life he's not well and neither am i all of a sudden not, not about to be. trent reads the wikipedias and so all I'm of a sudden campfire. he knows more about the seasons than i do and like disclaimer for everyone i quit in like the britney years it was yeah. I don't like her. Wow, that's that's very brave of you to share that. Thank you. Well, y'all heard her voice, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, we did hear her voice. We heard her speak. You couldn't. You could hear her speaking literally from Kentucky right now. Also, happy Pride Month and happy Stassi's birthday month. As somebody who shares a birthday with Stassi Schroeder, <laughs> so I do. I do feel that that's my claim to fame. That me and Stassi Schroeder have the same birthday. Okay. You know all those seasons where she's like, I'm 
damned if anyone's gonna ruin my birthday (laughs) and you were like me too baby (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't until like years later that i found out and i because like you know people text you happy birthday you don't know what to say back and i just like had a bunch of stassi gifs of birthday and then when i found out that she has my birthday yeah that was an interesting story wow <laughs> it is that was, that that was... Stassi's return jacks if jacks returns i think he will not he will be soured by the whole season thing. they really? made they made like our little watch Robins live appearance kind of around jacks returning and it was not we were on the first episode of watch Robins live after scandal broke you're welcome <laughs> thank you for on behalf of america thank you <laughs> thank you for your service it was the post show and we as we all know um we had no choice with our question like they said no they 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 give you the question to ask um which is fine you look scared because i tried to go off script but it wasn't (laughs) we were thankful it was vpr related in that moment because it was so yeah yeah Yeah. oh we were like a little upset with our guest happening and then it ended up being great because who was the guest it was Margaret from Jersey and Jerry O'Connell. Okay. Oh, Jerry so we O'Connell. Had, we'd been gaslit into thinking we were going to get Teresa and Louie on Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, I can understand how you might be disappointed by the second coming of that crowd. No, but Jerry <laughs> O'Connell was great. I used to have the same face you did, and I take it all back. Yeah, yeah it worked out. So, do you think that we, as a nation, are overlooking uh, Schwartz's overt drug problem? Whoa, no. whoa, whoa! Can we put allegedly out there what happened? Schwartz has a drug problem. Um, did you not see him did pull? His, yeah, did you not see him pull a Xanax bottle out in the middle of? Oh, it's a prescription. Forgive don't me. Mental <laughs> disorders. I don't know these people, but yes, I did see him pull the Xanax out. I thought everyone's going to take a little. Take a little pill. He just like whipped a bottle of pills on his person out of his jacket in the middle of recording, popped a pill like it didn't matter. Like no one was looking. Like there weren't 10 cameras actively on his face. As somebody prescribed a anxiety prescription yes. in Mexico, I've taken if of- my anxiety were to ever act <laughs> up, it would be if Ariana told me I would not be moving my seat and I would be sitting in between... <laughs> Tom Sandoval and Rachel for the first. <laughs> okay, I guess when you place it like that, situationally too, that might give me a little bit more anxiety than I had thought I might have that night and might require a double dose. But double dose, LP. The way that you intensely posed that question about his overt drug problem—that's <laughs> so intense. But um, as someone who has tried his Mexican zannies just very recently, and for the first time, they put me on another cloud. I will say that Tom, I don't think it's about the pills. I think that man just loves an awkward punchline. So he pulls out a pill bottle. So he talks about gators in Florida. He loves to be awkward and funny. And Matt loves it. I personally think it's I feel like this is Trent's way of getting out his anger at me. I was gonna say, (laughs) I am sensing that you are not a Schwartz fan. I'm not, I think he's a dweeb. Damn. 
Let's explore, like please. <laughs> I just think he's so gooberish. I think he's. I think he is. If I pull away, the, can y'all not hear him? I think he is funny in the moment. Like I get, we're all laughing, but I feel like it's kind of calculated, and it's like, oh shucks, look at this. I'm like, yeah, pull out your bottle, take a hundred of them. We don't care. Take a hundred of them. <laughs> you, I, I do understand what you mean. He's kind of like an aw shuckser. You know, where it's like, oh, I didn't know that I just spilled the beans. Oh, I didn't know that, like, my wife hates me and I'm just making her hate me more. Like, Rita Baba, that's my favorite fucking thing that's happened in a long time on Vanderbump Rules. Senorita Bubba. The, <laughs> at their reservation in Mexico, he put her down as Bubba and the waiter called her Senorita Bubba. Oh, I did not catch that. <laughs> Oh, that that's kind of cutesy, but still, I'm like, God, you're like, the waiters, like water, senorita bubble, water, senorita bubble. So, if you guys, um, what are your thoughts on Lisa in all of this? Where are your feelings and thoughts on Miss Vanderpump herself? Des, what are your thoughts on Miss Vanderpump? Yeah, I love her since day one, I always thought she was. The pimp who's just out here pimping her, pimping her hoes for a TV show. But I found it surprising that people hate this guy so much that they're willing to bicker with Lisa about it. I just, you know, I thought that was wild. That was your takeaway? I think it went past bickering. I think it went with to straight vitriolic from yeah. like Lala. I think Lisa found out that these women are old enough to be housewives now. And she's not, they will play. Were you disappointed in their respect for her? I wasn't disappointed. Um, okay. I just found I was it... disappointed in her respect for them. Oh, wow. Really? I agree. Oh, let's talk about that. I agree. Wow. I very much agree. What? I'm a thousand percent. I think all of her actions were rooted in respect for Tom Sandoval yeah. and not in respect for everyone else. You're right. And I understand I where she's coming from, that she's trying to, like, help the guy who's down, but... You also have to figure out what you neglecting them yeah, looks is like gonna, them. yeah, perpetuate. I mean, I like, I think that there is a level of respect that is due to this woman because it's the reason why any of them are on this show, no doubt. No, it's Sheena Shea, but <laughs> okay, you're right. Sheena Shea sleeping with Eddie Cibrian and making that tr amazingly transformative moment of television with that crossover episode. Yeah. However, like. These people are, they're not, when, when Lisa brought them to our consciousness, like they were 20 to 23 years old. They're mid thirties. They're approaching 40. They are, they deserve to be respected as well. Like Lisa can't just speak to them any way she wants to, because she's used to speaking to people that way. These people have notoriety and reason to be on the show for themselves and they are adults. They are adult people that bring money to her mouth as well. As much as she probably drew the line to the dollars for them in the beginning, she's making money off of their backs now. And she should learn to respect that and not treat them like little children. And I think that's what she's used to treating them at. And you could literally see it in her eyes at certain moments in the way that Lala and James were speaking to her because they were speaking to her respectfully but they weren't allowing her to like 
placate them with the he just didn't know bullshit he we all make mistakes like they just weren't having that and their defense of not standing letting her stand up for that i think took her off guard but like it was warranted in my opinion i don't think she said anything that was too like offensive to anybody to be honest like i felt she was just saying her piece aren't her and sandoval like in business bed together so it's her business partner yes they technically. have to understand that so ariana said her relationship with lisa would change if she would continue to do business with this guy like you have to be more mature than that in my opinion but i don't i didn't hear anything that she said that was too off the off the walls so i just found i found it a little wild that they were attacking her but that's just me. I'm an outsider. I, I haven't watched this from day one. But Do you guys have any Lisa conspiracy theories? Like the internet is running wild with like, what did Lisa know? When did Lisa know? Do you have any, like, are you like before this all plays out next week? Do you have any, whether, whether they're totally unfounded or not? Like yeah. I love unfounded conspiracy <laughs> theories. Give me your QAnon version. Like, let's do it. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think there was anything like nefarious going on there. I like could honestly see the fact that production was trying to take Ariana's lead and her having Ken come deliver that line, <laughs> showing that like she's a little bit saying like, "Well, I'm going to produce what's the good drama." Yeah, but I don't think she was nefarious as an EP behind the scenes in that way. Let me get the most out of this. I think I think she does have their best interest at heart to some extent. And um, I don't think she would be that calculating, but she's happy that it happened. I, I think you obviously did not watch Beverly Hills, Trent. She, I've seen a couple clips, but was she really that bad? I don't feel like she's that calculating with all of them. Like right oh. now, I don't feel like she put it all into motion. I, and I think her favoritism <laughs> like, towards Scandival right now really isn't business based. I think the squeaky tire gets the oil. <laughs> And so the person who's hurting the most, she's having their back the most, and she needs to not do that because the person who's hurting the most is actually Ariana, not Tom. Right. Ariana has anger at her side right now, which is allowing her to not look as victimized, but like she's the victim, right? And like, let's not forget that, Lisa, that she is the one that had her best friend sleep with her boyfriend of almost a decade and like... I get that there's money on the line. I get that there are things that like you're concerned about, but there's right is right and wrong is wrong. And what Sandoval did was wrong. And I think what she's trying to do is come across as we should not hang this man out to dry just because he made a mistake, but it's coming across as he didn't make a mistake. And I think that's the very, there's a difference between the two. And unfortunately her defense is coming in such a way that it's almost erasing the mistake. There's money on the line for all of them. <laughs> if the show loses the essence of what it is, if it loses the cast, if it can't come to film, but the other people are doing what they think is morally right. And I, I don't, I think there's been cases where we've seen housewives and people go to the side that they think benefits them the most. And I don't think that's what we're seeing here. Yeah. I don't think there's like, I think people just see what's right and wrong. I haven't ever thought about that. So. Man, this is making me want to rewatch it all over again. See, now you can go watch the uncensored version on Peacock. 
<laughs> I need those three minutes. Yeah. Those three minutes must make it clear. It's transformed. Yeah. It all of a sudden, it's it's all of a sudden becomes crystal clear. Yeah. Wait, is it backwards hat on? Okay. Oh yes. Come on, we're about to wrap up. Um, so this episode did end with Raquel, Rachel, Rachel coming out. And then the episode just ended. I was looking forward to see what's going to happen. I want to know what questions Andy's going to ask her. Um, I want to see how Ariana is going to address her. I think that's going to be interesting. And I want to see how she's going to uh, play off of Sandoval. Like, I don't like this. Obviously, you guys know I don't like Bravo TV. But this next episode should be pretty good. <laughs> it's going to be really good. Did I just hear that you're excited for the next? It should be really good. I'm here. I'm with you all. So do we have, do we have any question? Do you want him to ask Rachel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I really don't give a fuck what Rachel has to say. I think I'm different here. I want him to ask her straight up what happened between her and Sheena. Because I'm not sure if she'll answer that. But I think he'll clear it up because obviously Sandoval was defending her saying hey i was on speakerphone i heard you say you punched her so i i would want that cleared up but you know i don't want that after sheena was just not allowed the chance to speak about it because she thought that she had a court date coming up and she did have a court date coming up because she did still show up to court so i don't want to see one side of i missed that part okay interesting well she wasn't allowed to speak on it and she got raging mad when sandoval started speaking on it because she can't she can't she can't speak again or nor defend herself nor incriminate herself before she gets to court so like anything she said in that moment could and would have been used against her in that court case because at the time she didn't know it was going to get dropped and then if you give rachel the benefit of being able to come out there and say well she hit me she hit me but sheena can't defend herself or bring up any evidence from that night because she knows that that would incriminate her like like i agree matt it would be just totally one-sided and unfair I also, okay but now yeah. i'm changing my tune i want to hear him ask because i want everyone to fucking speak for sheena at once and no. that little girl to cry because we haven't <laughs> seen a bit of emotion out of her yeah i want to see some tears from her do you think she's uh, gonna cry? No, we haven't seen it. I, I, I'm no, I, not. We'll no, see I a makeup artist it. come out with a little spray. Oh, Mister, like for my burn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew the girl was dumb. We knew the girl was fake, but I never knew that she was devoid of emotion. And as Ariana says, she's diabolical. I think she, she needs to be taken to task. But I want to see her cry. I don't know that I've ever agreed with I want the statement I want to see her cry but like I kind of do too like I agree I think it's because she's been devoid of emotion this whole time and we expected you were caught right you got caught in a in like kind of the the oldest story in the world of sleeping with your best friend's man right or sleeping with your best friend's girl like it's not a good storyline but it's yours now and now you have to own it. And I don't feel like she's owned, like in the words of Lisa Renna, I don't feel like she's owning it. She's just kind of like, for these, <laughs> it happened. For these mm. past two episodes I've seen, I haven't seen any, um, any level of uh, accountability on her end. It's always just, well, it happened. I haven't yeah. even heard her say she loves this guy. Like it's just, something that happened in her life and she's not taking it she's not even taking it seriously that she destroyed a household but i guess we'll see you next episode 
Any MVP moments, any standout moments, any things you're hoping for in next week's episode? The MVP is the bathroom sink that uh, James oh, Kennedy God. is using. <laughs> <laughs> I need Charlie to come out. Justice for Charlie. Is uh, she yeah, come? Is she gonna get time? Is she coming out no. next week? No. Did, Charlie was the greatest part of the whole season. She the dry sense of humor. She was so unthirsty. We haven't seen someone be that unthirsty for a VPR camera in a minute. Who's Charlie? Yeah, she's like, yeah exactly exactly I don't, I, don't, I don't know why those two are saying that she's like an mvp of the season but yes it was she did have cool little moments she, she you probably confused her with sheena or ally she's another brunette kind of skinny girl um on the show she was like telling basically when it came out that rachel was kissing tom schwartz she was like oh that's not cool like you shouldn't do that that's your friend's ex-husband like that's weird and then when you know all this story started unfolding she was like uh wtf but she was kind of rachel's only like friend away from the big group and i don't know charlie was cool i got to actually meet charlie in person she's actually legitimately a very cool laid-back individual and that whole i don't eat pasta was like never true where, where was that at again LB? where did i meet her yeah <laughs> Um, I was at Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood. Barney's Barney's Beanery, which okay. is in in WeHo. In WeHo. And um, I sat she sat down next to me and my friend. So yeah, I used to I still really do whenever I'm in LA, I'll go to Barney's Beanery on Tuesday nights for trivia night. And um my best friend and I were sitting there at the bar, like, you know finishing up trivia night and she came and sat down and i was like i think that is charlie from vanderpump rules and i leaned in and i was like you wouldn't have to be charlie would you and she was like i am and then it just struck (laughs) off a whole wonderful and lovely evening however she turned down my invite for the podcast because she had just been kind of get put on probation by vanderpump rules for doing way too much press that was not was unauthorized so she was incapable of doing our press so but next time oh my god charlie i'm your number one fan (laughs) gossip girl Oh, I hate that it's going to end this podcast and part three. <laughs> all of it. All of it. Bree, do you have any MVPs from last night? Um, DJ James Kennedy. I'm just the president of the fan club now. Okay, so I have a question. Are we just going to kind of like now forgive all of DJ James Kennedy's past transgressions just yes. because like Sandoval's transgressions were worse? Nope. He yeah. <laughs> needs uh, he needs some accountability too. The same way Rachel's not having any accountability, there's none for James. I just found out that he told uh, Rachel's parents that her her dad is unhappy in the marriage. <laughs> He's married to a fat bitch. Yeah, Are you, yeah. And she stood with him, nigga. I will yeah. stab you. Are you fucking? I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah, that, Why does Rachel not do emotions? That is weird. Yeah, that is she weird. didn't even react. Also, when they were talking about how her mom used to talk about his penis all the time, she just like didn't. And that's when I started to wonder, like, is that normal? And I'm not normal where you just your family talks about your partner's member. Is that a normal thing? No, um, normal. Need receipts. Okay, <clears throat> wait. 
am I allowed to go crazy off topic? Yes. Like, we didn't do that Bravo roundtable at the beginning, and I just saw, I think, the craziest fucking thing I've seen in the Bravo universe in a second. Um, Lenny Hochstein's girl is on OnlyFans now. I don't know who that is, but I like OnlyFans. What's her name? <laughs> he pulls out his phone. Karina. You said Karina Katrina. So Lanny Hochstein is the ex-husband or I guess estranged husband of Lisa Hochstein. He's the boob god of Miami. Yeah, he's the boob god of Miami. Do y'all not do Miami? Y'all no, we do no, Miami. I know this one. Okay. Yes, I know Lisa. Her yeah. daughter's on OnlyFans? Daughter is not what we said. We did not say daughter. We did not. Oh, At no point did we say daughter. The mistress. My bad. Um, Her daughter is like five. We, we so perfect. like, let's definitely correct that one. <laughs> I'm glad you circled back to that because we didn't mention Miami off the top. And that is one of, I think that's one of the oh most God. special shared. Trent DMs with Marisol like daily. I do talk to Marisol because she you say it like you are cuban and i respect that and she is marisol and i love her deeply and i think she's so uh, she is my favorite housewife and i only know i know some but i don't know enough uh, she's so special so have you gotten any of her like good cocky recipes or what do you guys dm <laughs> about um i do i don't really talk about the cockies because i feel like that was talked about a lot in the season um, desmond's face cockies or cocktails just to clarify his face is oh, <laughs> he loves to talk about them um and i and i feel like she's so much more than that and i told her that because in girls trip i said girl your mother is above and you're a proud pr employee i think she's just so special and okay. she said thank you trent i'm trying to pull oh, it up so y'all can just know. <laughs> Gracias, I don't know. Uh, she's probably not responding. Oh, okay. She's, like, like, she's like, thanks. <laughs> I, I said paragraph. You send many messages to which she's like, yes. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. She said, oh my God, stop. You're funny. I no. have velvet hands. That's what she said. I have velvet hands. Okay, so. What was that in response to? I'm um, curious. Because um, her shooting up with the. um. Oh, when they were giving each other Ozempic. We didn't call Ozempic, but I was like, you you were so good with the vitamin shot. And she said I had velvet hands for him. Maddie, she's special. She really is. Um, okay, where where were you? What, yeah, sorry, we I one? keep going. No, I'm that was a very worthwhile off-topic <laughs> note notation is your like pseudo online relationship with Marisol. <laughs> Oh, she wants one. She doesn't want one anymore, but she deserves one. No, she's a vodka girl. She's a vodka girl. But put it put it in place in her hand. What do you mean? She needs to be a housewife, not a friend, though. Okay, okay, okay. Last question. Last question for you guys. The good is gold. Who wants that framed on their wall? Oh my Me. I need good as gold, golden record on my wall. Put it in the clubhouse. Best Bravo song ever. Oh my God. Thank you. Yes. Need it. He loves me. Bruh. Because we're good as <laughs> It was <laughs> when she told Sandoval he can just leave. I was like, what is about to happen? And she was like, I have gone and gotten my own gold encrusted album. And I'm giving it, it was like she got jealous of Jax's stupid sweater that got to hang up in the clubhouse and had to go get her own, yeah. her, she had to have her own gold CD made, but. She does, it should have, somebody should have made it for her. 
Also, by the way, Matt, when I was over at his house, he pulled up his YouTube and on his most recently searched, like regularly, was Sheena's good as gold. So like I also believe Sheena that Marie. Matt <laughs> that Matt listens to good as gold regularly, unprovoked. I will yeah, not yeah, give yeah. it a dollar twenty-nine, but I will give it some ad revenue. You just you've always said it's the best song. It's the best the Bravo Bravo song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kenya Moore hair care is a num close number two, okay. but. Have you bought Kenya Moore? How's your edge control? Is that like. <laughs> I think my edges are giving, but I'm more just talking about Kenya Moore hair care. That's a bop. I know when we were walking through um, the like Bravo Con little uh bizarre of sorts i just kept singing it hoping that like a band would appear all of a sudden that bizarre was golden um wait did you have any of dorinda's whiskey i heard that you could pay more to get to the front of the line i did not that was i had covid the day that that was in my um second oh but wait i have to show you all this i got a um i got asked to be a bride made man with a picture of us in Sutton. Aww. Aww. Okay. That's magical. It's a great pick. Sutton was amazing there. Um, okay, wait, did y'all see the Atlanta clip where it was the girls at BravoCon yelling to Ralph, gaslight me? No. That was amazing. <laughs> and I wish I had been standing in the line. Desmond's got some feelings on Ralph. Okay, tell us. That's my guy. What were we talking about? Um, was he? Is he no. your guy? Uh, Ralph, Drew's husband from Atlanta. Yes. Oh, he's yes. a piece of shit too. He's crazy. Tampa, but close. It was yeah. Florida. He's crazy. It was Tampa. <laughs> he's he is like up there as one of the most attractive housewife husbands ever, and then also one of the shittiest. My guy, give me your power five ranking. Give me the top five house husbands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. For a moment like this, some people wait a <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, definitely, I'm definitely not going to hold on. That question of night. I'm definitely going to miss some. Um, Romaine from Joanna in Miami. Oh, throwback. Um, yeah, but he was juicy. I'm into that. <clears throat> yeah, Ralph for sure. Mauricio, duh, classic. It's like a fine wine right there. Um, I'm gonna say this is not an attractive one, but like if I had to do like the fuck Mary kill, I feel like the easiest housewife husband to marry would be Stephanie Holman's Travis in Dallas. And Stephanie Holman also shares a special significance as my number one favorite housewife ever when I have three spots that can be filled by that. Explain um, yourself with the Holmans. I need to know more. I just think Stephanie broke the mold. She proved that you could be a good person and a housewife. She's like so genuine. She makes great TV. They have great stories. The stories that have like come up from them outside of the show. I just think they're good people. They're probably okay. also terrible, but they're good. He loves them. I, I got a cameo from Stephanie from over there. That's was great. Um, that Very was a, sweet. We'll go with three because Very I'm going too long. Okay. Okay. So three works for me. I just have Trent. To do you have Do you have a dream team? 
Yeah, house husbands. Or housewives, if you like either one, not take either. Well, I think we know money's <laughs> all. Um, I do like Teresa. I do like Teresa. Judy J. Judice Rulas, Ruelas. Yes. And then um I'll pick one more. Um these are like your favorites? Yeah. But, like just like a, an overarching. The way like, that Matt said way. that with judgment. Didn't either. Right? <laughs> Don't you agree? No, no, no. Oh, I was I wanted to make sure. And no, then, I'm a I'm a okay with everything. Probably like uh Oh, I, oh, I love Dolores in Jersey. I think Dolores is like oh, gorgeous woman. We are um, big Dolores fans on yeah. the podcast. Big, yeah. big Dolores she, fans. She, she's like very underrated. Yeah. I think she's like... Did y'all see her at BravoCon? She was tiny. No, I don't think I ever got to see she her. She was like a little teeny tiny brat doll with a huge head of hair. That I also see. That I also see. Yeah, no, she's um, just like got a heart of gold. What? Yeah, and but also so strong, you know. Yeah, the, my favorite Dolores story is like during the pandemic. It was like the first couple of weeks of pandemic, and we it was our friend Amy's birthday, <clears throat> and we reached out to Dolores over Instagram just to be like, "Hey, we're doing like a Zoom birthday party for our friend. She's a nurse. Like she has to work all these crazy hours. She's an ER nurse has all these crazy hours with COVID and stuff." And she was like, oh my God, yeah, I'd love to pop in. And not only did she pop into our Zoom birthday party, but she stayed for like a half hour and like dished all the tea. Like this was pre-Cameo. And I think Cameo was like still just early days, but she was like, did not make us pay for it, did not make us go through Cameo, just like totally showed up on a Zoom link for half an hour. That's incredible. Yeah. I would die for her now. I will, I will die for her. I will murder for her. I will go to Franklin Lakes. I will go to Patterson. And I will take a crowbar out and snack, smack some kneecaps if okay, I have we're to. We're to the point where the boys Bravo could be sued. We're going a little too far talking about virus. Um, oh, I love that so much. Crack some kneecaps. Wait, can we hear your top five girlies on Bravo? Oh, uh, Kenya Page, uh, Kenya Page Sierra, boom, easy. That's three. Oh, Kenya Page Sierra, Erica, Jen. Yeah, that's fine. You really, really lost me at the end, but Page and Sierra, we were like very, very in tune with. Oh, I'm a Type Six on the Enneagram. I'm very loyal, by the way. Okay. So if I ride for you, I ride for you. I did. I do have Porsche's mugshot from dragging Kenya across the stage on a tank top that says free Porsche. When you're loyal, you're loyal. But I love Kenya too. Wait, y'all can't I know I know this has to be edited down to 10 minutes, but LP, what's the game? We're <laughs> 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 right more I just want to play it like yes, just for kicks and then we'll dead. chop this thing in half. Okay, 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 okay. So it was gonna be VPR or Vanderpump duels. So I was going to give you like two characters and you had to pick on who was going to be on your dual dual team, you know? Okay. So oh, street fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Street fighter. So like who pick your fighter sort of thing. Like Only one person out of the entire. <clears throat> no, no, no. I was going to give you like pairings. So let, okay, like okay, if okay. I were going to say Lala and James Kennedy, who are you picking? Who's your street fighter? Oh, we can only choose one of those. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Matt go. Lala. I mean, one like Hollis. Yeah, yeah, Desmond? Kennedy. Crackheads don't die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, let's keep this going. Um, so if you had Schwartz or Sandoval? In my bed, Schwartz as my Street Fighter Sandoval. Okay, okay. 
I mean, he's a total schmuck. So yeah, I think like, I guess, I mean, Samuel does have like kind of a ripped tiny bot. I don't, yeah, I guess he would be a better street fighter. It's a little anime character. Yeah. <laughs> they designed him for this. Desmond? Yeah. I know it sounds bad. I'm going Sandoval too. Schwartz is, he, he's a bitch. Schwartz is going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. Like, Schwartz is going to be crawling into a corner crying before the street fight's over. So I... Oh, you're I, going to help him. <laughs> he'll just be patting down his sweaty little forehead. Yeah, it's so sweaty. I'm going to know I'll do it. Oh, sweaty man. So what about Miss um, Vanderpump herself and Ariana? Ariana, all the way. She's a queen. Is it a verbal fight or a physical fight? <laughs> it's a physical fight. It's Ariana. Physical. Oh, Ariana. Lisa. Okay. Ariana's in the fighting shape of her life. The same way old men have strength, the same way for women. Oh, wow. Lisa Vanderbilt is made out of styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> Until you see a baby trapped under under a car, she'll flip that motherfucker up. Ooh, wow. Katie or Sheena? Oh, I don't want them to. Uh, it's a million percent Sheena. Sheena Shea every day. She's my number one street fighter on all of Bravo, probably. I, for when you guys said that Charlie was your MVP, and Matt has been telling me the history of Katie, but in my mind in season 10, I loved Katie, and I thought she was just kind of like silent but deadly, and like just kind of cool, and like this is what's really happening. I loved Katie. Um, in a street fight, Maybe Sheena, but I, I still, I, I want to just give my props to Katie this whole season. That's Doesn't the, the gold for tonight. Oh, shit, sorry. Okay, no, go ahead, Sheena. The gold for tonight. We should have mentioned the quote from Katie of "You're a serial killer's wet dream." That was fucking epic and perfect. The best line. Yeah, he, he is like he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. A I think point. I'm taking Katie to the fight because the way she stood up for her mom, like there's like yeah. there's fire there, you know. Did, yeah. did we discuss this or no? Terry looks like the um, clown on Saul coming in on its little. <laughs> now you God. shut your fucking mouth about Terry Maloney, but okay, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That was so. Yeah. Can we just it's talk... scary what you see at her teeth, at these circles. Can we just. Yeah, I, get, I guess. I, I feel like she just had such a slow, methodical approach throughout the season. And even when she's like not talking she's talking but that moment guys tell me what your take was when she is out there at sir and she says who raised you like it was so good that's such like, a mom yeah. insult you know that's such like only something a mom could come at you with it's like oh, but katie said it didn't katie say who raised you oh yeah katie yeah. did katie say said, it. who raised you you disgusting little c word i think she used that <laughs> word and then like, we found special. out the woman that raised her talks about james kennedy's dick what well, yeah, 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 yeah. Good point, good point, good point. But I was like, Katie, you're savage and cool. So you're picking Katie on your street fighting team? I guess I will, yeah. Katie fucking, she delivered. Okay. Did y'all love that scene when Katie, like, took on Raquel? It was like, get Oh, yeah. Well, well, my favorite part is, is that was going to be the season finale, right? Like, yes. that was going to be the season finale until we found out about Scandival, and they had to come back and refilm that whole thing. But Katie knew she had to. And little did we know that finale was so bunk ass compared to the truth. Yeah. I, think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna watch the actual final final finale right after this because that that was like a work of art. <laughs> I'm glad that we could inspire you. 
Well, gentlemen, we could not be more pleased and appreciative to have you on the show tonight. I mean, you guys are passionate fans. We appreciate it. We know, you know, it's it's an it's an emotional ride, these reunions, and we really appreciate you taking that ride with us. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> we're on high. Yeah. Y'all are experts at your craft and we're honored to be here. This has been well, fun. you know, we just know what we're talking about. <laughs> it, it feels good having more men around. Like every week, I'm always getting ganged up on. Desmond, you're wrong about this. Shut the fuck up. You're so stupid. Thank you guys for being here. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you, Desmond. You're a big, yeah. I loved your taste. <laughs> well if you are not already please connect with us on instagram and twitter at boy meets bravo and you can get a direct link to our social media pages um in the show notes we are part of the creative geniuses network podcast so be sure to check out creative network and follow them at at creative geniuses network across all the socials for a lot more content for all types of listeners we are boy meets bravo and we'll see you next week thanks everyone good night